Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson and every week on this podcast I discuss something I've read and then create a guided meditation based on that text. This week I will be discussing the theme of spring and the idea of body-centered mindfulness through a selection of three poems. Stone by Danusha Lamaris. Lie Down by Nancy Paddock, and When I Am Wise by Mary Gray. I came across these three poems recently in an anthology of mine, and they all felt so perfect for the energy of oncoming spring that's happening right now. These three poems just felt so right for the time of year and the season that we're in right now. In addition to that, they all three speak to a central theme of mindfulness that we can gain by being conscious and in touch with our surroundings. Essentially, mindfulness that we obtain through our bodies and sense experience. Let's begin by talking about the poem Stone by Lamaris. Here's an excerpt from the poem I really liked. Quote, Once I had so much I wanted to accomplish. Now all I know is that I want to get closer to it, to the rocky slope the orange petals of the nasturtium adorning the fence, the wind's sudden breath. Isn't this what the mystics meant when they spoke of forsaking the world? Not to turn our backs to it, only to its elaborate plots, its complicated pleasures, in favor of the pine's long shadow, the slow song of the grass. I really love the way the poet talks about her surroundings here. Her goal is not to describe them in great detail, Her goal is not to share her opinion or how she perceives her surroundings. Her goal, as she's writing, seems to be to acknowledge her surroundings and drink them in, in the simplest form possible. She's not overthinking it. She's not leaning into her logic brain. She's simply accepting the images and sensory experiences that she finds in her surroundings and getting present with them as much as she can. This lack of wordy description is perfect for the experience that she's trying to capture, I think. It reminds me of being somewhere just incredibly beautiful. Picture the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen. There are no words for that, and when you start thinking of words for it, even though you may be able to describe it in a beautiful way, As soon as you start embarking on that effort of describing it, you're taking yourself out of that moment. You're taking yourself out of what's actually happening, away from the actual experience, and going back to your thinking brain instead. You're processing instead of absorbing. The way that Lamaris writes in this poem, for me, conveys that she's absorbing. She's immersed in the experience and is simply trying to capture a sketch of it, to capture the idea of that immersion because she is more interested in being immersed in the scene than trying to recreate its beauty in her poem. The idea of that immersion, of that closeness to nature, is where the beauty in this poem comes from, I think. The poem is undoubtedly beautiful in its own right, But I think the reason it feels special to me is that it captures that yearning that we've all felt to be closer to it, whatever it is, the rocky slope, 
the orange petals of the nasturtium, the wind's sudden breath. Lamaris's language is plain. She's not giving us a lot of flowery adjectives. She's simply telling us what she's experiencing in that moment and expressing this deep yearning that she feels to be even more immersed in that experience. Her poem's language mimics the simplicity of the pine's long shadow, the slow song of the grass that she talks about. Her poem is not participating in the elaborate plots and the complicated pleasures that she speaks of forsaking. She ends the poem by saying, quote, I want to leave something here in the rough dirt, a twig, a small stone, perhaps this poem, a reminder to begin again by listening carefully with the body's rapt attention. Remember? To this. To this. I love that she ends the poem this way, focused on the body's attention. This is not brain attention. This is the most primal attention we have to offer. This is the experience in the here and now, what you perceive in your senses. This is your body's rapt attention to what it's experiencing in this moment and this moment. Her final words in the poem, to this, to this, remind us that each moment is fleeting and in every moment it is up to us to be mindful. The sound of those two words, to this, to this, also remind me of a heartbeat. And the idea of a heartbeat reminds me that our body has these tools for rapt attention in every moment. In every moment, our body is doing these processes that we only perceive when we are being very mindful, when we are offering our most rapt attention. Our heartbeat, like our breath and like the living world around us, is a phenomenon that brings us back to this moment and this moment to this, to this, when we allow ourselves to listen to it. Let's move on to discuss the second poem I've selected for today, Lie Down by Nancy Paddock. Here's one excerpt that I love. Quote, Lie down with your belly to the ground. Melt into the earth's contours like a harmless snake. All else is mere bravado. Let your fists open into useless tendrils. Let your mind resolve itself in a tangle of grass. This poem, again, places primacy on the physical experience of connecting with your surroundings, especially the earth and the living things around us. All there is for us to do is melt into the earth's contours like a harmless snake. All else is mere bravado. The author suggests that our doing, our constant doing, is bravado. When she says, let your fists open into useless tendrils. When she says, let your mind resolve itself in a tangle of grass, she suggests that our thinking, our constant thinking, is mere bravado. It's excessive. It's not what we need in this very moment. All you need in this very moment is to lie down with your belly to the ground, to melt into the earth's contours like a harmless snake. I love how the poet reminds us that we ourselves are part of nature throughout this poem. Every metaphor she uses, every simile she uses, likens us, likens the reader, to a part of nature, a harmless snake, an old dog in the sun. 
Your hands become useless tendrils. Your mind resolves itself in a tangle of grass. Everything in this poem is of the earth, including us, the reader. The earth is everything to us, Paddock reminds us. It is our place of worship. It is our body. It is our home. Later in the poem, she writes, quote, Prostrate yourself before the soil you will someday enter. Stop doing. Stop judging, fearing, trying. This is not dying, but the way to live in a world of change and gravity. Let go. Let your burdens drop. Let your grief charge bleed off into the ground. Lie down with your belly to the ground and then rise up with the earth still in you. When we connect with the earth, we connect with ourselves. When we become mindful of the earth, we become mindful of ourselves. This is what Paddock reminds us of in this beautiful poem. Lastly, let's talk about When I Am Wise by Mary Gray. Here's the first stanza of the poem. Quote, When I am wise in the speech of grass, I forget the sound of words and walk into the bottomland and lie with my head on the ground and listen to what the grass tells me about small places for wind to sing, about the labor of insects, about shadows dank with spice, and the friendliness of weeds. I love that Gray begins this stanza by saying, when I am wise in the speech of grass, I forget the sound of words. She reminds us that speech and meaning do not always come in the form of words. I also love that the poet equates wisdom with deep listening and great mindfulness. Her wisdom is not something that she expels outwardly in the world. Her wisdom comes from her ability to get quiet and listen to what's going on around her. Listen to the life that's unfolding at all times. Her wisdom comes not from long years of thinking and problem solving and theorizing. Her wisdom comes from body-based experiences in this very moment. That means that wisdom is not something that is behind a gate. Wisdom is something that's available to all of us when we tap into this body consciousness, when we tap into this deep listening. I should also point out that this stanza is one continuous sentence. It has commas, but there's no period until the end of the stanza. And I think that speaks to how easily these observations flow once the poet is willing to listen to them. There is always more to discover, she's saying, and she discovers it by immersing herself in this deep listening, by immersing herself in these sensory experiences, by listening through her body, by emphasizing the value of this body consciousness, of this deep listening that we can do not with our brains, but with our bodies. She's breaking down a lot of walls and a lot of cultural barriers, a lot of cultural crap that we have internalized over a long period of time. She's confronting the idea that wisdom needs to come from deep thinking or hard-won experience. She's confronting the idea that wisdom is seated in our thoughts instead of our bodies and our experiences. She's confronting the hierarchy that exists in so many cultures that 
prioritizes doing and thinking and bustling and hustling over simply listening, being, tuning in. Often the ability to be still, the choice to be still, is the greatest wisdom that we can express, the greatest wisdom that we can experience. And Gray is pointing that out in this poem. All three of these poems are very nature-centric, they're very verdant-feeling to me, and they're very focused on how we can use our bodies to tap into our natural wisdom, how we can use our bodies to connect to ourselves and the world around us. That's what I want to do in today's meditation. So settle in and let's meditate. Let's begin by taking a big deep breath together. Inhale and exhale. I invite you to lie down on the ground in a comfortable position if it's accessible to you right now. Something that's interesting is that each of the three poems we discussed today talk about lying on the ground as one of the principal ways for a poet to connect with the world around them. So if this is available to you, find a comfortable place to lie down on the ground. Maybe you're even outside and you can lie directly on the earth. If you're inside, Find a comfortable place to rest your body. And again, let's take a deep breath. And exhale. This meditation will be a little different. I'm going to invite you to keep your eyes open because so much of what we experience in these three poems is just wide-eyed, open-eyed observation and adoration of the world around us. So I invite you to keep your eyes open for this meditation. We're going to keep centering your attention on your breath for now. So breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Continue to breathe and give your attention to your breath. Let your breath anchor you in this present moment. And if you notice any outside thoughts creeping in, simply release them and gently direct yourself back to focusing on your breath. Today, our meditation is going to be observation-based, because when we observe intentionally, mindfully, then we open ourselves up to divinity. When we observe our surroundings and connect mindfully with our planet, we discover the divinity in the so-called ordinary. We discover the greenness of the clover leaf, the orange of the nasturtium, the slow song of the grass, and the whisperings of our own heartbeats. Allow yourself to begin to slow down now. Begin to observe these things around you and within you. 
Begin by focusing on your visual sense experience, the things you see around you. Take another deep breath, and as you exhale, name five beautiful things that you see in your immediate surroundings. It could be a flash of color that delights you. It could be a shape that you love. Allow yourself time to name those five things and say them out loud or in your mind as you continue to breathe. Take a moment to relish the beauty of these things you have just named, have just observed. Take pleasure in the colors and shapes that you find. And find joy in simply being quiet and still and allowing yourself to receive what's around you. Keep breathing. Once you've taken a moment to enjoy these things, return your attention gently to your breath. Bring your focus back as you inhale and exhale. Next, gently turn your attention to four things that you hear in your immediate surroundings. Perhaps it's bird song or the sound of rain on your roof. Perhaps it's the voice of a loved one in the next room over. Or maybe you just hear quiet. Find four auditory sensations that bring you pleasure and take a moment to name them out loud or in your head. Once you've found these sensations, allow yourself time and stillness to appreciate them. Keep breathing. When you're ready, gently bring your focus back to your breath. Inhale. And exhale. If you notice your mind wandering, gently release the thoughts. And again, bring yourself back to your breath. Listen to the ongoing song of your inhale. And exhale. Next, notice three pleasurable touch sensations that you experience right now. Maybe it's the softness of your sweater on your skin. Maybe it's the cool, crisp, fresh spring air entering your nostrils. Maybe it's the support of the firm earth beneath you. Take a moment to name these sensations and observe them. 
And then give yourself a moment to enjoy them, to relish these sensations. Keep breathing. When you're ready, gently allow your attention to return to your breath as you continue to inhale and exhale. Next, notice two things that you smell right now. Perhaps it's the scent of the first long clippings of the year. Or perhaps it's the scent of snow. It depends on where you are. And that's something that's beautiful about this. Find those scents and take the deepest breath you've taken all day, breathing them in and release. Name the scents in the air around you and take a moment to enjoy them, to relish the experience of them. Take another deep breath. Enjoy that air that you're bringing into your body and then release it again. When you're ready, allow your attention to come back to your breath. The simple rhythm of your inhale and exhale. Lastly, Notice anything that you taste in this moment. Maybe it's the sharp edge of toothpaste after you've brushed your teeth. Or maybe you just had a cool sip of water. Or maybe you don't really taste anything at first. Whatever you sense, take this moment to name it and to appreciate it. Allow yourself to experience these sensations through your body, not through your thoughts. You don't have to analyze them. You don't have to dive into their stories. Simply experience the sensations and allow that to be enough right now. Keep breathing and take a moment to appreciate all of these things that you have just immersed yourself in within your environment. By connecting with our environment, we connect with ourselves. So lastly, let's create a really deliberate connection to ourselves. Gently place your hand on your heart. Get really quiet. And listen in for that constant companion, your heartbeat, that's always with you. Always bringing you back 
to the present moment, to this, to this, to this. When you offer your body's rapt attention, you can always come back to this. Go in peace. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Reditations, all about springtime body consciousness and three selected poems, which I simply adore. I hope that this episode inspires you to go lay in the grass and just soak up the world around you. It's definitely done that for me. Special thanks, as always, to Josh Munt, who does the sound design and theme music for every episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast with a friend who you think would like it. That is the best way to spread the word. Another great way is by signing up to receive the podcast every time I post a new episode by subscribing and also rating and reviewing the podcast so that other people who would like the podcast can find it. You can also visit my website at reditationspodcast.com where you can sign up for my email list to hear about upcoming episodes and upcoming book circles and other events that are part of the Reditations community. Lastly, you can visit the Patreon page where you can offer financial support, which helps me create future creative offerings like this. Thank you so much for listening today. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you here. I wish for you this week to find deep wisdom in your senses and the world around you. Happy reading, friends. I'll catch you next time.